what's up guys and welcome back to the come play podcast on this episode we're going to talk about uh everything that was said in the black ops 4 uh live stream we're going to talk about the state of thursday night football and we're also going to give our week three predictions for the nfl uh along with me today are bobby and brendy so what's up guys yeah what's up guys You've used that one before. Come on, man. Well, uh, <laughs> don't, don't tell me what to fucking say then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to start off. <laughs> don't start that shit already. All right, we're going to start off this podcast talking about some of the Black Ops 4, um, I guess, things uh, that were said, uh, talking points that were said in the live stream. Uh, I'll kind of hand this over to Bobby and Brendy since they know a lot more about this uh, and they can give you a lot more information than I can. But essentially, uh, for a long time, competitive COD was played in a 4v4 level. They have now changed it to 5v5, which is big news. Uh, and they also talked about the COD World League Final, which is being held in Vegas. But uh, yeah, I'll let these guys kind of uh, give you all the information, the in- ins and outs of the uh, situation. Well, so, like, obviously, it's pretty big news. I believe uh, Bob, me and Bobby were talking about this earlier. I think Red Reserve has already picked up a fifth uh yeah. do you remember who it was exactly let me let me find it. I, I still wanted to look anyway to see if there was any other uh pickups but in the meantime yeah just explain the uh the newest rulings for uh, yeah. the world league this year yeah so the like obviously the main thing is the additional player that essentially means every team has got to pick they have to pick up an additional player um which means there's going to be a lot more open slots and uh free agency is going to be you know crazy active uh and that's that's the main that's the main uh thing i follow is like you know free agency who's going in between each team um because the the rules are um about the call of duty the call of duty roster changes um they're a little they're pretty interesting to me um how um you know just a few years ago uh, it was kind of unorganized and teams could literally just hop around um from team to team and um but things are kind of set in stone now um you know ever since uh probably ever since black ops 2 i would say um they've been pretty stagnant um so real quick i just found so it was uh bant who got uh higher on that's a great addition. Yeah, so he—I I don't know much about him, but uh, the, this team sounds pretty good, though. It's it's him, rated Joe, Scraps, and Trey Zero. Yeah, so, Bands is one of the best uh, European snipers. Um, oh, he's a European player. Okay. Yeah, uh, he he's been with Splice uh, in the past. I don't. Okay. Uh, that that may have been his previous team. Um, but yeah, so the addition of, of the uh, fifth player, it's going to cause a lot of roster changes, I would assume. A lot of trades, and like I said, free agency is going to be uh, very, very active, as I would uh, imagine. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So that means that roster mania is going to go nuts uh, in the yep. middle of the season, I'm sure. I cannot wait. Uh, even Nameless was saying that uh, he's going to come back out of it. He retired in the middle of last season. He's going to retire. or I'm sorry, he's going to come out of retirement to join in on this because he loves the idea of 5v5. I saw a lot of players have a game or 5v5 a long time ago. Uh, so I just like it just for the fact it's something different. And with all the hype around Black Ops 4, uh, the COD competitive team definitely needs a bit of a spark. And this is definitely going to be it. Everyone's going to tune in and see this new format. And we might have some uh, uh, some serious gameplay coming up. I am excited. 
I'm not going to lie. Everything you just said there was complete gibberish to me. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I want to get into that. I used to be into it, but yeah, I just uh, don't follow it anymore. But it is interesting. Uh, I mean, from what you guys have talked about and what I picked up on, seems like a pretty big change. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a COD player. I just never really got to the competitive scene, but it's, uh, I know it's a pretty big thing. Uh, moving on to our next quick pick, uh, a very quick one here. Just uh, something from the NHL, which is awesome, especially for us. It's gonna, I'm sure, it'll help us a lot. Uh, the NHL, NHL.com, uh, has uh, basically made a new website. Uh, it's just records at NHL.com, and if you want to look up a stat for anything, or draft history, or standings from 1985, it's all there. Um, it's a pretty awesome website for, for something who, you know, for somebody who loves hockey, um, it's awesome. Uh, I was on there, you know, not too long ago messing around and, uh, it seems pretty cool. So that'll definitely help us, uh, <laughs> in the future, I'm sure with our podcast and researching. And, uh, Brendy, uh, you will be happy. They have a lot of land thrasher stats, literally every single one. <laughs> that would just, dude, that would just make me depressed. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> hey, remember when you existed? Remember that? <laughs> I, I do. I, I really do. I got a, I got a, I got a real quick trivia question for you guys. Uh, so who is the all time franchise points leader for the Winnipeg Jets? Goldjug, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. One hundred percent yes. Yep, and he has never once he has not played for the Winnipeg Jets, but he is their all-time exactly. franchise leader. So oh, okay. I, I, th- I thought you meant I, I thought you meant exclusively Jets. So I was, I was that was kind of a joke answer. No, you got it, man. That All was, right. I. I I heard that the other day, and I was just laughing because I just thought of you about that. That, that, that doesn't team. that doesn't really surprise me though. Like Kovalchuk, like he was a, he was a beast with the Thrashers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean he was one of the best players in the league for uh, you know a lot of years. It just obviously didn't work out, and he went to the KHL, but he's coming back to the NHL this year. But yeah, I just I seen that stat the other day, and I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's, that's pretty um, funny. It's funny that that website's set up too because it has like, oh, look at all the franchises, Winnipeg Jets, and then it's right under it. Like Atlanta Thrashers, like just just, just yeah. quietly. Just quietly. <laughs> and you almost forget, like, dude, dude, there are teams on there, like old franchises that you never knew existed. Like, I didn't even know. I forgot about the Quakers. Like, yeah, I, felt, yeah. I forgot about the Quakers. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's, and it has all their stats and stuff like that. Like, that's freaking cool. Yeah, I don't know. I was in love with this site. I was having fun browsing through it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot. There, there is some sites dedicated to that stuff, but I don't know if, if you know they have all the stats like from old time things. I know like um, a lot of people use like Hockey DB. I think it's called. Um, yeah. that's a good one. But it's good to have an alternative. Uh, so NHL.com has. It. I don't even know if it's an alternative, man. Like, I mean, this is coming straight out of the horse's mouth here. It's from yeah. NHL.com. Like, so it's it's funny. Like. You know, I, I keep plugging this guy all the time. The hockey guy on YouTube, he, he was talking about it. And just how he, he's, he said he's complained for years how he can't look up stats so easy on an NHL website. He wants it from the official source. So now this website, it's perfect. Like, it's, it's really cool. So just an interesting little tidbit. It was something I was having a lot of fun with. Yeah, and again, something that we'll definitely be messing around. Oh, with you bet. Especially with our uh, NHL season previews. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Tune into the next episode, please. Yep, episode eight. We will we will 
Please, we need viewers. Yeah, please, please, please <laughs> give us money. Sponsors. Where are the sponsors at? Come on! <laughs> Our next, uh, this is also going to be a quick one. From the NHL, this is this is a clip we have, which is, which is just, it's just awkward. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Uh, basically, just give you kind of an idea of what's going on. Uh, Pierre Dorian, the um, GM of the Ottawa Senators, a team that is falling apart quickly. Uh, they have an owner who doesn't want to spend money in Melnick. Uh, he was basically interviewed. Uh, I don't know. I know it was, I'm pretty sure it was David Amber was the guy interviewing him. Um, but I, I don't know if it was for TSN or something, but either way, uh, I'll, I'll have Bobby play the clip now. Uh, and, and you can see an interesting answer. Pierre, what's the number one thing you're optimistic about in terms of the Ottawa Senators? We're a team. And, and I, just, I just, hold on. So I just want to point out that silence wasn't an audio glitch, wasn't a mic being turned off. You have to go watch the clip. Go watch it. Like, the audio does not do it that much justice. He sits there and, like, stares at the floor for a solid three to four seconds, <laughs> thinking about what he could possibly say. I, I try not to make fun of franchises, but, man, when your GM is saying stuff like that, like, how do you even – I didn't even get on the ice. Like, yeah. I, I, just, I don't even know anymore, man. I, I like. So, I mean, um, I, we talked about last episode. The big NHL news from the past week was that Eric Carlson, the uh, uh, Senators captain, was traded to the San Jose Sharks. And that was kind of the. Uh, that was, I feel like, the last domino kind of thing. Like, you know. Um, they were they've made all these trades and from a shark standpoint like i believe we fleeced the ottawa senators not once but twice because uh back in i want to say june um hoffman yeah we, we made the trade for hoffman and got and then you know whatever and then like i think it was 16 minutes later we flipped them and got more back than what we gave up like from him for the senators mm -hmm. uh, so we fleeced them there and then i th i believe we fleeced them on this carlson trade so I mean, uh, yeah, it's, you it's did. It's not looking good. You did. You did. You um, absolutely, absolutely did. So, <laughs> I mean, I I think, honestly, the happiest team in the league right now is the Colorado Avalanche because they actually own the uh, first-round pick of the Ottawa Senators this year. Um, so that could potentially be a number one overall pick, and that would, uh, that would be – incredible for the avalanche but um man that <laughs> that could be a team that's that's a record for the least amount of points in the league that that's going to be a, a, a tough team and i know the there's you know a lot of fans in canada who are very passionate about the senators but um it's hard to uh it, it it's hard to it, it's hard to root for a team like that is basically what i'm trying to say when they're that bad um but yeah, just a funny clip there. Uh, moving on to uh, some Olympic news. Actually, some uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, the North and South Korea, North and South Korea, excuse me, uh, have put in a uh, bid together uh, to host the 2032 Summer Olympics. 
Um, this is after, in the past Olympics in Pyeongchang in South Korea, uh, they had a joint hockey team, a women's hockey team, uh, which uh, unfortunately they didn't perform the best. Uh, I don't even think they had a win. Uh, I think one game they might have lost like 10 nothing or something. But honestly, like I watched those games and it was amazing to see what was going on in Pyeongchang. You know, the fans were excited every time they touched the puck and it was kind of amazing. <laughs> No, honestly, it was electric. Like, I, as bad as as bad as like the performance was, like it was so cool because like it was almost like you were watching two countries come together and unify. Like, like in the middle of a war, it felt like it was in the middle of a war. Like, okay, these two countries have like been been on the verge of blowing each other up for how many? They're years? still technically in war. Yeah, they are yeah. still technically in war. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, you know what? Let's play hockey together and let's completely suck at it too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not but it was it was awesome uh to to watch and also um there is a chance uh they said in a statement as well that they could uh participate jointly in the 2020 olympics uh that are set to be held in tokyo um so it's it's kind of cool like i said uh especially with what happened you know how they unified for the hockey team last olympics to to see them coming together maybe you know at some point can uh can have some peace but uh yeah it was uh it was kind of a story that broke overnight um that we wanted to cover because uh i don't know about you guys i'm a big olympic guy over here same here Uh, same here (laughs) yeah just Uh, just more so so summer olympics for me just to recap that uh i want to point out that our, our main guy here tyler uh, was because of his injury was not working or doing anything whatsoever. So he was basically on Olympic time. So oh, he yeah. was up three, four, five o'clock in the morning watching live games because you know it was daytime over there. So, so like, I don't know. I I actually want to put this point to you really quick. It's it's uh, this always bugs me, but I hate watching stuff when I know it's taped. Is that weird? Like, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you, but for really one reason, and it's because that of social media existing. Well, that's the hardest part. Yeah, like uh, with the World Cup, like I was in work, so like I couldn't watch all the games. So like literally, I had to basically turn off my phone because so I wouldn't get updates. And everybody there that you know watched the World Cup was like, "Don't you say anything? I'm going home and watching the games later." But right. Um. But no, I I, I basically uh. You know, stayed up until uh, the last games were, you know, of the night were done. So maybe like nine o'clock in the morning, would go to bed and wake up about five o'clock at night, and uh, and watch the rest of the Olympics. And that was my whole schedule through the Olympics. I don't know why I did it or how I did it, but I did it. Uh, I love the Olympics, man. So there you go. I That's mean, it's nine. it's kind of like you know the the miracle on ice that was on tape delay, like. If yeah. that were to happen today, no one would would watch. No one would watch it. They would I, just you know follow the results on their phone. I don't know. I just like if I know something's on tape delay, even though I, I haven't seen the results for some reason, I just don't like it. I don't know why. No, I'm <laughs> it's with like you. Though. Always been a thing. I'm with you though, because it's like okay, I, I I can't catch every Flyers game in a season, right? Like, and I'm a, I try to catch every single one that I possibly can because you know that's my team, right? And, but it's like <laughs> I you know let's say I'm working or something. And uh, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sick, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, but if I know the result, like, I know, okay, the Flyers lost 4-1. to one. Like, why am I going to make myself watch that? Yeah. Like, I'm not an analyst or anything like that. And I, I enjoy watching hockey. It's not like I'm not dying to watch hockey. It's just, like, I know 
what's going to happen and knowing the Flyers is going to be the most painful watch, especially if it was for a loss. So <laughs> I refuse to watch that. Even for a win, I'm just like, well, I already know what happened. I already know who scored. I already know who uh, who is netminding. Like, what what am I going to watch it for? Um, with the Olympics, though, it, it's a little bit different just because it's like a special event. Like, it only happens, you know, once every two years kind of thing. So especially for, like, Olympic hockey where you only see it once every four years. And I'm a big fan of Olympic hockey. When so, the when the NHL players are there. <laughs> Well, like, it's, like the yeah, it's it's interesting. Oh, there was an interesting thing about that uh, that I just heard recently. I won't spend too much time on it. That apparently, uh, though, so there's been danger of a lockout. I'm sure we'll talk about this as a big topic at some point in the next couple of years with the NHLPA and the NHL uh, having yeah. contract disputes. But apparently, at some point, the NHL offered the NHLPA uh, to let players in the Olympics, and the NHLPA actually said no. Um, really? which to me is very, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it was like, oh yeah, we'll let you in the Olympics if you approve this other, uh, statute that, that, that says something else that probably they're fighting really against, you know what I mean? So of right. course, AJLPA probably had to say no to whatever, I forget what it was. Well, the, you also have to remember there's actually another body in this, which is the IIHF, which is basically the, Correct. um international hockey community essentially is what it is. Right. And they kind of have a say in it too. And, you know, they're not happy with the NHL. The NHL isn't happy with them. And that was kind of the whole thing. Obviously, there's, you know, contract stuff and all that and money and crap uh, that with this right. Olympics. But, like, bottom line is they're not happy with each other. And, you know, the NHL basically said, well, we're going to skip this Olympics and we'll be there for the next Olympics. And and the IIHF was like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, you can't skip one Olympics on us and then just come back whenever you want. So yeah, that'll that be works. an interesting thing to follow. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, hockey, like, I feel like more than any other sport, always has problems with, like, their uh, CBA and stuff like that. There's always talks of a lockout. There was one back in uh, 2013. Yeah, 2013-14. Uh, so, um yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, we'll get to that at some point. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely have a big conversation about that. So, so our yeah, next we... quick, our next uh, quick pick is something that's close to my heart uh, and somewhat brandy, just because he follows MLS. Uh, somewhat he... me, because I'm from the area, even though I don't know uh, a goddamn thing about this team. <laughs> uh, the Philadelphia <laughs> Union uh, are set to play the Houston Dynamo in the U.S. Uh, Open Cup final uh, September 26th. Um, I am a Union fan. I'm wearing their T-shirt right now. Uh, I, I've said this before on prior podcasts. I I don't I like watching international soccer more in terms of, like not international like countries, but more uh, Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A stuff like that. But I follow MLS a little bit. Um, I've been to a couple of Union games this year. They're fun as hell. I'd recommend anybody to go to uh, an MLS game because the atmosphere is actually really good. <laughs> um, but anyway, they uh, yeah they're gonna face the Houston Dynamo uh, in the uh, the final, and the the Union have actually been there uh, three of the past five years. Uh, unfortunately, they lost the, the two prior years uh, they were in. But uh, yeah, and the Houston Dynamo, I believe this is their first trip to the final. Uh, I'm almost positive on that. Um, so the the big thing with the U.S. Open Cup final is uh, you get a direct berth into the uh, Concacaf Champions League, um, which is essentially how I explained this to Bobby earlier. Is the little brother of like the UEFA Champions League, 
Um, so the UEFA Champions League is like the European teams, uh, the best European teams in the world come together, have a big tournament. Uh, that's essentially what the CONCACAF tournament is, but it's for North America and a select, I think, like three South American countries. Um, Toronto FC was in the final last year. So um, would I like to see them reach that stage? Uh, absolutely. Do I think they will? No, I actually don't think they're that great of a team, but uh, they're doing well in this tournament. So. They're really not, but like like I said earlier, it's usually the teams that are like average or below average that do really well in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, like you never like it's not usually going to be you know the fucking you know Galaxy or the Sounders or Atlanta United in the final because they don't play their best players. Yeah, it's the same thing with like in if anybody watches like English soccer, like they have the. Um, the well they have the fa cup which is a big tournament but they have something called the carabao cup which literally like nobody cares about i don't even know why they play it uh and teams just like team like manchester united might play like a team like three divisions below them and they'll play like not even their second team or their third team like they'll literally play their fourth team against them because they literally don't care uh i mean that's i don't think it's that extreme with this but it's kind of the same situation Right. Um, it, it it's it's kinda it's just it's just kind of a situation where like you don't want your starters like in major league soccer, like you're obviously um you're gonna be more focused on the regular season than the US Open Cup. It's simple as that. The US Open Cup is seen as secondary. That's all. Yeah, yeah, which is the same thing with other leagues. Um I think the main goal is to win your league and then tournaments you know, you can kinda worry about later. And that's not true with like Champions League, but like the you know the leagues, the tournaments you don't really care about. Um, right. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna just speak from the union perspective here, just because again, that's a team that I cheer for, and I, to be honest, don't know enough about the Dynamo to come out here and tell you all these stats. But um, the uh, the union's leading scorer this year, somebody who I've really enjoyed watching, is Corey Burke, uh, who has eight goals. Um, is is their striker and somebody who came in. I don't want to say it in nowhere, but CJ Sapong was their guy there. He was their striker uh, for many years and kind of fell off this year. Uh, not not fell off, but he's not playing at the level he should be. Um, and just kind of give you a comparison, like uh, Corey Burke has played 1,029 minutes and has eight goals, and Sapong has played almost 2,000 and has four goals. So Burke has been a performer for us this year. Uh, also... Really like uh, Fafa Pico. Uh, he was uh, awesome to see when I seen him live. Um, and he also has, you know, his first name is Fafa, so the fans just have a good time with that, you know, chanting his name. But no, nah, I mean, it's a good time. I, I, I love the, uh, I love watching the MLS and, and the US Open Cup. So I will definitely tune into that. Like I said, that is uh, September 26th. And I believe that's airing on ESPN2, I want to say. It's one of the ESPN channels. So, if you're interested, yeah, and just in. just really quick about the Dynamo, like I was saying, like it's usually the bad teams that are underperforming, or the underperforming teams that do well in the U.S. Open Cup. Houston Dynamo is currently ninth in, in the West. They're six. Yeah. They're uh, thirteen points behind the sixth place Portland Timbers for a playoff spot. And I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure the Union. The last I checked, were six. They might have moved up, but they were. They moved up to fifth. 
Okay, yeah. So there you go. Um, but it's a it's a it's a it's a close race. Like they could yeah. easily be knocked out. Like you know, in a couple weeks. Like it right. just depends. Right. Um. So. Yeah, definitely something I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, all right, next we have uh, our usual NFL news, which we have every week. Uh, big one, Bobby, I know you're excited. Uh, Josh Gordon has been traded from the Cleveland Browns to the New England Patriots. Uh, he was uh, traded for, what was I'm actually not sure, a fifth-round pick, I think it was, right? Fifth-round uh, pick, yep. Conditional fifth, yeah, that's right. So apparently uh, it's also there's also a little bit of a condition where it's like, I think he, I forget what it was. It's basically like... It's if he plays 10 games, like they right. get a seventh or something like that, or I, I forget right. what it or, 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 or I'm sorry, maybe if it's he plays less than 10. If he's not active for pick. 10... Yeah, yeah, for ten games, he's uh, they're not, they don't have to give up that pick. Yeah, I, which it's a really weird stipulation. Which knowing Bill Belichick, he's definitely going to play him nine games, and then they'll basically <laughs> clinch a playoff spot at that point, and then he won't play him again. Yeah, he'll play. be it. He'll be a healthy scratch, and then. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I mean, all right. So from a Pats fan perspective, right? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh that we got him right. I I know the Eagles wanted them very bad, or at yeah. least the Eagles fans did. Um, well, uh, real quick, I I look. We're from the Philadelphia area, and Eagles fans are crazy and stuff like that. But I swear to God, they think they're playing Madden with no salary cap on because, uh, you know, they're like, oh, every time there's a big free agent out there, oh, we should get Dez, oh, we should get like you know, uh, Gordon and stuff like that. Like, do you know like there's a salary cap in this league and like your team is close to it? <laughs> Like I, I just want you to know. Okay, sorry, I just had to put that up. No, 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 you're, no, you're good. No, you're good. Um, listen, I have I got it. I always believed in 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 Josh Gordon. Um, I, I like the line has come back, uh, and I definitely think with the Patriots and you know still without Edelman right now, uh, a little bit of help on the receiving game really never hurts, right? So I don't mind this one at all, especially for a fifth round. That to me, that's kind of a steal. Yeah, I know they were gonna, um, um. I know they're going to release them and all, but but still, just for a fifth round pick, yeah, I'll take that any day. Um, I, I know he has issues, right? Part the the main reason why Cleveland gave him up and really planned to release in the first place is that they had more concerns. He was kind of going back on his old stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, wasn't acting like himself in camp or whatever. Um, I'm hoping, you know, for for his sake and and for the Patriots' sake, that doesn't happen. Um, I really don't. I'd love to see the comeback and him uh, build a legacy of himself in New England. Um, I keep saying, you know, Bill's going to straighten him out. I mean, he's not going to take any BS. You know that. As soon as he gets a whiff, uh, uh, no pun intended, of whatever Gordon's doing, <laughs> uh, he's going to be gone. He's going to sit. And, you know, that'll, that'll be that. Right. And then the, so the, to me, it's like the Patriots really didn't lose or risk much in, in terms of this. No, for sure. So, yeah, so, like, you know, if they have to sit Gordon and he goes away, then it doesn't matter. They get their pick back. So, really, what were they really losing? So, I'm happy. Hey, man, like, this. as a Broncos standpoint, like, if you're if if you're only giving up a fifth-round pick, like, I mean, for the Broncos, I really like our receivers. Like, we have DT, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, we drafted Cortland Sutton this year. Like, I don't care who we have. Like, if you're only giving up a fifth-round pick for Josh Gordon, like, I, I think any team should have done it. Because, like, oh, yeah. Uh, yo, like we seen him last year when he came back from suspension. Uh, he kind of lit it up for those five games he was back. So uh, it's just it's annoying for the rest of the league, man. The Browns might have just gave the Patriots another Super Bowl. <laughs> so yeah. we'll have to see. 
Uh, um, there, there is, there is one thing I didn't want to report though, because I don't know if you guys saw this earlier. So Bill Belichick made a comment today during your press conference that he basically saying something along the lines of the trade is not technically finalized, which is really. kind of contra. Yeah. So let me explain a little bit. So I'll read, and this is from the Yahoo Sports article. Um, let me let me see here for a second. So it was like, uh, this is from I'm trying to find the author. I'm sorry, uh, Mike Florio, uh, pro football talk on NBC Sports, writing on Yahoo Sports article. Uh, I'll just read this out. I saw, uh, quote, I saw that not because it's uh, become out some stupid little shtick, but because it applies directly to the situation involving the Patriots and receiver John. Uh, he wrote John Gordon here. Uh, no. Oh, Josh uh, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, Josh Gordon. Uh, the Browns have announced that Gordon has been traded to the Pats. The Patriots have announced that Gordon <laughs> has been traded to the Patriots. Uh, bless you again. And the NFL has announced the trade on its daily <laughs> transaction report. Despite those basic, undeniable realities, Coach Bill Belichick took the position with the reporters on Wednesday that he won't be discussing the player because the trade isn't done. Bill Belichick saying, quote, I'm not going to talk about players that are not actually on our roster totally. Uh, Belichick said there are terms that have to be met before the trade is finalized. The Patriots official roster contradicts that claim. Gordon appears on the active roster and is also listed as a second string receiver on depth, depth chart behind Philip Dorsett. Um, if any terms need to be finalized, the biggest would entail passing a physical. With Gordon, it's also possible that the Patriots hope to get a fuller picture of whether Gordon faces another suspension under the substance abuse policy. Gotcha. The Browns would likely okay. say they should have done that before doing the deal. So, a little <laughs> bit interesting. Again, hoping whatever uh, bad things are happening and then weird things are happening with Gordon uh, will get resolved. I really hope it's not what everyone kind of thinks it is, but we're really going to have to see if, listen, if Gordon comes back clean, welcome to New England. I'm happy to have you. Now go long. Thank you. Yeah. I, and the other thing we've seen out of that story, too, was he actually injured his hamstring um, at the uh, at a, like a shoot or something like that, a photo shoot. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but he basically injured himself and took himself out of the week two games. Uh, the, right. the week two games. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, honestly, like I said, I, I think it's – you know, even if he doesn't, if somehow, you know, it comes back where he is back on uh, the drugs, uh, which would be unfortunate. I mean, he gave him a fifth round pick. Um, you know, it's I feel like for a player of that caliber, um, I think you you do that any day of the week. So mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots get stronger. The Browns being the Browns. I mean, I think uh, I, I mean, again, it was one of those things. I think they're they're. GM John Dewey said it perfectly. Like it was just time to move on. Um, so yeah. Uh, some more. <laughs> this was a great story. Uh, <laughs> I love this story from the NFL. I'm sure you you may have already heard this by now, but Vontae Davis of uh, the cornerback, formerly now the Buffalo Bills, uh, decided he was done with this bullshit. And, <laughs> Uh, he retired at halftime of the game against the Chargers, um, where at that point they were down 28-3. to uh, Vontae Davis uh, played for the Colts. He's, his brother's in the league, uh, Vernon Davis. Um, interesting, uh, interesting, you know, takes from around the league. I know his teammates uh, of the Bills were not happy. Um, I'm trying to think of his first name, Lorenzo Alexander, uh, I think is his name. The middle linebacker for them uh, was interviewed about it. And, you know, he gave the standard, uh, you know, I'm trying to be nice to the media kind of answers, but you could tell he was pissed about it. Um, well, I mean, how can't you be, right? You literally have a player 
retiring at halftime. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, what are you even supposed to like about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, just imagine like you're coming out for the second half and like you're like you're ready to go and like all of a sudden you see like this new guy like lining up next to you. You're like, wait, who are you? It's, it's like. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, that other guy. Yeah, he retired. Can you can you imagine that in like college or high school ball? <laughs> oh my god! Like, and, and not even like, I mean, you know, if I, you know, I played basketball in high school. If I retired mid game, it wouldn't even freaking matter. But like, you know, if if if, if uh, you know the top player of a team uh, were to say, I I I quit. Like, what do you what are you gonna do? Like, what do you yo, do about that? Yo, coach, where's Jimmy? Uh, his mom told me he couldn't play football anymore, so he had to leave at halftime. <laughs> he had to leave at halftime. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this guy. When your um, mom throws their flag on you. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, I always had like a negative view on him anyway for the kind of the stuff he did in Indianapolis. But uh, sure. yeah, this is not a good look. Uh, he's thirty years old, um, which. I mean, in football years, it's kind of old just because of the beating they take. I mean, he does play corner, which is, uh, you know, not like a running back or something. But, uh, yeah, just like a really crazy story. Like, I, I actually – the first thing I seen it from was a uh, – like a source that was not, like, you know, very good. Like, it wasn't a credible source. Or like, they're probably just fucking around. And then, like, Sports Center put it out and stuff like that. Like, holy shit, this actually happened. Um, so, uh, incredible stuff. Uh, we have some breaking news into the podcast, uh, and I'm going to... Do you have a breaking news soundbite? Uh, not to play, but it'll be in the edit, so... <laughs> okay. And we have two pieces of breaking news. Uh, Tyler's going to take this first one because... Uh, I want to. Oh. I want to present the second one, and I am happy to do. Wait, this. I- I'm taking the breaking news. But <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, all right. You know, I'll do both. Screw it. All right. Breaking news, everybody! All right, so this is what we're. So this is uh, okay. You could go to hell. Uh, <laughs> so it has been uh, announced today that uh, the USADA, responsible for uh, regulations for UFC, has given Jones a John Jones, John Bones Jones, a fifteen-month suspension. Uh, which so this makes him eligible to fight on October twenty-eighth. Uh, of 2019, I, be- I believe is what this uh, what this says here. Uh, retroactive to July 2017. Uh, I believe it was the drug test that uh, took the Jones and Cormier fight away. I think. I think is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, I could be wrong, I, but I'm almost positive that's what that is. Well, I'm looking at this now. Actually, no, it looks like he's eligible to resume this October. Right? Oh, wait, is it? Is it? Yeah, because it's July 28th, 2017. Oh, wait a second. That's right. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense now. The, the the Bleacher Report tweet had me mixed up. All right. Yeah, so John is going to have a 15-month suspension that would have started July 2017, so he's eligible next month to fight. And I think it's worth noting, I think it's like they perfor- it's right before their show at Madison Square Garden, apparently, which was part of this. Uh Nobody is happy right now. <laughs> Not a single person is happy. Uh, Twitter is going absolutely mad right now. A lot of people call USADA corrupt. Uh, a lot of just of Cormier crying because why not? And then uh, uh, there's a lot of fighters who have had more strict suspensions uh, chiming in on this. Uh, I don't know. I, I see them. But I don't have any other stories to comment right now, so I'm not going to do that for, for risk of being completely 
fucking wrong. So uh, I'm sure more details will come about, and I'll, I will, we'll talk more about the next week. I'm going to make that a quick pick right now for next week uh, to definitely go, go into a little bit more detail once all the information out, because this literally just broke like maybe five, ten minutes ago. Uh, the other one broke a couple hours ago. I want to move on here. Uh, and it's not technically sports-related, but kind of is sports-related. So, guys, uh, Spring Hill Entertainment has released the first teaser for Space Jam 2. <laughs> Whoa. All right, so. S- starring who? All right, so, I mean, everyone kind of knew at this point LeBron James is in the movie. Basically, from my understanding, if we're looking at how the first movie was, LeBron James is basically Michael Jordan. So LeBron James is there. Uh, so the, the image that was, it was an image that was posted. That was what the teaser was. Uh, it features uh, four lockers in a locker room uh, with the top one saying B Bunny, number one point guard. I don't think I have to explain who that is. Uh, L James, 20, LeBron James, 23, small forward. Uh, next week, you Who's also. Be completely off guard. Uh, <laughs> and you also have uh, Nance. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Says. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see who. Where is it? At? I can't find it. If someone could find that for me, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but also <laughs> announce. Also, I'll, I'll look for it while I, when I'm finished talking because I just I I can't do both apparently. Uh, but it also did. Uh, it's the. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a director they announced. So Nance yeah, so was the director of the film. They just gave him a locker, I guess, and that's the director. And the producer is Ryan Coogler. Uh, why his name is big is because he was also the producer of Black Panther this year or last year. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know about you. I I like Space Jam. Uh, it, it, this is yeah. 22 years. Le- well, I don't know when the movie is supposed to be out. I'm not quite sure yet. I'm trying to read. Here, uh, sorry, Steve says, but this just broke as well. But I definitely wanted to mention this because I think this is freaking cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So the film uh, production on the Warner Bros. film is tentatively slated for 2019. So we still got a while to go. So they're gonna be they're not even gonna start filming until uh, next year. Uh, Terrence Nance, Terrence Nance. Um, he is the uh, he was the director. For, he created HBO's uh, Random Acts of Flying uh, Flyness. And he also directed the experimental oversimplification of her beauty. I don't know either of those, but those are his background. Um, so they will be beginning production in uh, 2019. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna. It, it'll be very interesting. So the Ron James of Bugs Bunny. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Yeah, uh, that, was a, that was a classic back. Was, in, I mean, I, that came out before I was born. But November uh, <laughs> 15th, 1996. So yeah. yeah, a whole year before you and I were born, definitely. Yeah. So. Um, Wow, that's a short movie. I just read. It's only eighty-eight minutes. Really? Okay, that's kind of cool. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it, but yeah. Oh no, now, it's been years. Now I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> now that yeah. broke. Uh, this is kind of a good time for that breaking news because it kind of leads into our uh, next uh, and final two quick picks, which is some it's NBA like I news. planned that or something. I know. Well, so, you know, we can talk about. It's how like you know, I now. saw basketball, and it's like I put it after the Vontae Davis story for a reason. It's like I'm good at my job. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimmy Butler of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, formerly of the Chicago Bulls, uh, apparently has had it in Minnesota, and he has asked for a trade to uh, some random teams, really, uh, quite frankly. Uh, the L.A. Clippers, 
the uh, New York Knicks and the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets is the one for me where I'm like, who the fuck would even want to go there? Um, but uh, pretty big news because um, I still think uh, Butler is, you know, one of the, again, we can get into this conversation again, but of who's like a superstar and like a star, uh, I think Butler, I've always liked him a lot. I think he's on the cusp of being a superstar, but uh, you know, now could potentially potentially be moving on to uh, his third team in only a couple of years. Uh, Brendy, I kind of want to get. I always refer the basketball stories to you, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on Jimmy Butler. You know, the player he is, and kind of the news. Uh, you know, I mean, what it, what impact it could make on the on the league. Um. Well, I don't know what kind of impact on the league it could make. Um. I definitely think Jimmy Butler is um, – I wouldn't necessarily call him um, top tier, but I would consider him, a, like, one of the highest tier two players, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of meant with, like, cusp of superstar. I, I like the way you put it better, though. <laughs> yeah, um, but to be completely honest, um, I'm not surprised. Um, and I when he first got traded to Minnesota, that's when I was completely surprised. Uh, not necessarily that he was traded away from Chicago – just the fact that he was traded to Minnesota. Um, and I know a lot of people cited the reasoning was because of his former, former coach, Tom Thibodeau. Um, I don't think, a, I don't think uh, a coach is the only reason someone should want to go somewhere. <laughs> Cause that, that really seemed to be the only reasoning I could find behind, um, behind the trade. Um, so it was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, so him being traded away from Minnesota uh, I can't, I can't, I can't really say I'm completely surprised. Like, and keep in mind, like he's just requested a trade. Like, there's no guarantee he will even be traded this season. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, which, which that, with that said, like he, probably, he probably will with, um, with all, if he specifically requests one, then there's, there's a good chance. But I'm not completely surprised that he's requesting a, a trade. And I mean, I mentioned before interesting teams but you know that's this to me looks like strictly a city thing like you know you got the clippers in la and then the two new york teams like that he wants to go to uh it feels like almost just like he wants to be in a big city kind of thing i don't know like that's my first impression because i mean the clippers are you know they've lost they lost you know chris paul a couple years ago uh blake griffin is no longer there like you know, that team's kind of not what it used to be. And the Knicks, I know a lot of people like would want to go to the Knicks just because it's New York and it's a big basketball city. But, like, then you got, like, Brooklyn. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Um, but just, to me, it almost sounds like he just wants to play in a big city. I don't know if that's his actual reason. But, you know, most guys, like, you know, a player at his standards, like, you might, you know, I would think he might go to a team like Houston. Like, you know, a team that... um well, I mean, I know they just got Carmelo, but like uh, that—that's a potential big three there. If it, he went with like Chris Paul and James Harden, so um, yeah, I mean, it's just—it's it, just an interesting thing. Um, how much you want to bet the Golden State Warriors somehow get him for uh, a, a second-round pick or some shit? Um, well, I'm—I'm I'm already not going to watch the Warriors. Uh, I'm going to watch them even less now if they actually yeah. that were to actually happen. And he'll and he'll like get paid like five hundred dollars a season. Um, to yep. Play for him. Exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, so that was a kind of a that was a story that Gold, Golden State is so over the salary cap that I'm like I I don't understand how they're able to pay for their. Team. I mean, they got guys playing for a Snickers bar though. Like they're still they're happen. still they still have the highest payroll in NBA history, and it's not even close. I know, but like you had like Demarcus Cousins like take a huge pay cut just to pay for them, uh, play for them. And yeah, it's like you know. I mean, I'm just messing with like the whole thing of him going there. I, I mean, I think there's less than a one percent chance he actually goes there, but you never know, <laughs> uh, especially how the NBA is now. Yeah, we'll just um, have to wait and see. And then our last uh, quick pick for today, uh, Dwayne Wade, one of the um, better players of our generation. I'm going to go out there and say it uh, has announced that he's going to play one more season uh, for the Miami Heat, and then he's going to call it a career. So uh, maybe a little bit of a, uh, you know, retirement tour kind of thing going on this year. Um, you know, he, he was uh, the face of that franchise for a long time. Uh, and then he obviously teamed up with uh, LeBron James and Chris Bosh to have the, the big three there, um, which was obviously a scary team. And they did great things. But I always liked Dwayne Wade. Um, but actually, you know, it's funny when he went to Chicago, I was kind of sad because I, I, you know, I always I, I like the loyalty when guys stay with the team their whole career. Um, obviously, they don't work out in Chicago and he quickly and then he played for Cleveland for a bit. Um, uh, am I bugging there? Or he did. Right. He got traded uh, to Cleveland. Right. You're talking about Dwayne Wade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I, he's, he obviously started out in Miami uh, and then Chicago and then he. Played in Cleveland for a little bit. Um, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, and then, obviously, returned to Miami. Okay, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, uh, that's one of those things where, um, you know, I like the Lord. To be anyway, I, I just think, uh, like I said, uh, Dwayne Wade was always one of the, the, the good players to watch. So. He was a bench player in Cleveland, by the way. He was considered kind of like the leader of the uh, second unit. Yeah, unit. Not- I, you know, I thought I was bugging for a second, but I was like pretty sure because that's when they basically blew up their team. Um, yeah, he had a reduced role. Yeah, like that. I, I'm pretty sure that was they got him the same day. Like they traded Isaiah Thomas and stuff like that. Well, he was he was traded. Uh, you know, remember when the Cavs did that massive roster overhaul? Yeah, and- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, it, he was that day. He went to the Cavaliers, right? Um. If yeah, I, he, I thought he, so. Yeah, he was he was traded from the Cavs um, back to Miami. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm I'm mess. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, that's our quick picks for this episode. Um, that are never quick, but we try our best. Uh, next we're going to talk about a topic that we were going to talk about last week, but we did not. Uh, and that is the uh. The battle royales, uh, the battle royale scene uh, with uh, games like the Black Ops Four um, Blackout mode coming out. You have PUBG, obviously Fortnite. So we kind of want to have a discussion, and unfortunately Zach couldn't make it to the recording today. But we kind of wanted to have him on because he was saying like the one of the things is that people are basically saying that like you know the Blackout, uh, the new Blackout mode is going to keep. Um, it's it's basically going to take over the the battle royale scene, uh, which I don't know, you know, if I totally agree with, but uh, yeah, I, I know, um, Brandy, you know, you played PUBG and and Fortnite, so 
uh, and we all kind of have a pretty good idea of the battle royale. So I kind of want to get your guys' take on on that topic. Um, you know, we've seen. I I never got hands on with it. I don't know if you guys have with the blackout. Um, I got uh, a couple game. games in. I got a couple games I'm, in. Yeah, I'm for, I actually got codes. I just never had the chance to play them. Um, and any game. So, uh, yeah. Like, what's your guys' thoughts with uh, you know, people kind of coming out and saying, I, I mean, I know there was a lot of good things said about the blackout mode, but you know, what's your whole, uh, I guess, idea of the battle royale scene right now with the inclusion of, um, you know, the blackout, black ops for blackout. I, f- I feel like, I feel like blackout is going to be probably one of the last, um, if not the last, uh, major battle royale game type or just game mode in general that there's going to be. Um, I think the hype for um, uh, battle royale is dying and it's dying fast. Not necessarily the not necessarily the game the, the games themselves like Fortnite, PUBG, and even Blackout. Like I'm not saying they're dying. Uh, but what is dying is the hype for it. People are realizing, like, if you let, no, you're not. Let me, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. The, re, the, the reason it, the reason it's dying is because it seems like it's all people play and stream now. Like, what happens if people get the same content over and over and over again? They get sick and tired of it, and they want something new. And that's kind of what's been going on for the past year and a half. People want new stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually agree with Brendy there. I, I like I don't think Fortnite is necessarily dying, but I think like I think even like over the summer, like June, July, like it was so big, and then even just like you know two months later now in September, like I feel like it's even cooled down a little bit. Um, I said this before. I don't think you guys agreed with me, but I I'm still sticking to this. Um, you know I. COD, you know, with Black Ops, Black Ops 4, I know it's, it's its own thing, and everybody buys COD because they love COD, but I really think this this Black Ops is going to make or break their game in terms of, you know, how much they're actually, you know, how much revenue they're getting and stuff, because, uh, you know, the trend we've seen is... Uh, like these battle royale modes, and you no, know, I'm contradicting myself now because I just said they were kind of dying off. But I still think once this game gets released, uh, maybe the hype picks back up again because people are so excited with the release of Blackout. Um, you know, again, like I said, people like I'm one of those people that buys like Call of Duties, you know, every year or mostly every year because I always think they put out a, uh, usually a quality game, um, and that's why people play it uh, for that kind of combat. But I really think like just how big Battle Royale is now, like that's gonna kind of tip the scale um, in terms of like how much people are actually playing their game and how much uh, revenue they're getting. Um, I, like I said, I know you guys disagree with that, but that's just kind of my my opinion on that. Bobby, uh, did you have anything to to add to the conversation? I mean, so I played. I played Black. I only got a couple games in, in the beta, and it, you know what? I like it. I don't know all the logistics yet. I have. I wasn't. Even, I didn't have time to really go around go logistics. So I was too busy getting my head blown off. But, um, I love the feel of COD, and I played it on the PC for the first time. And it was actually fantastic. Um, but it, it feels right. I like the first person part of it. I God, I hate the person sometimes in, in Battle Royale modes. I God, I hate it. Yeah. Um, it, it drives me a little crazy. Um, can't aim that way. Um, but like, I just I, I was more interested in the uh, social, um, the, the the social uh, reaction is what I was looking for. Social reaction. 
So uh, every big streamer and their mother played. Um, <laughs> everyone played, and everyone on Twitter, like there were, I, I didn't see a single bad thing. If anything, I, I saw what what was happening when Fortnite started getting big. It was like, I love this game, but there's a couple constructive criticism things that I have. And uh, Vonderhaar, the lead developer, was being very, very, very active on Twitter during all this, saying like, "Listen, we hear you." You know, once the bay is over, we're going in and we're going to try some of these issues and even talking with some of the players who were making complaints. It was actually pretty amazing. And like I've said before, take after what Epic Games is doing, please. It'll save your game. So um, I liked it so far. Again, didn't get put, put many hours into it yet. I'm, I know I definitely will when it gets released. Um, people were calling it the PUBG killer. So like, this is what PUBG should have been. And PUBG has had problems for, uh, you know, since release. My main issue being it is not a very optimized game. Um, I, I don't have the best graphics card on my computer. I, I know I don't. I get it. It's very outdated. But, you know, it can run Fortnite just fine. It can run all my other games just fine. But God forbid I pull a PUBG. It might, it's the equivalent of me shooting it with a gun. Like, it, it, like, mm-hmm. it, it just it drags and drags. It takes yeah. so much resources and it never got optimized. That was one of my biggest problems with it. Otherwise, enjoyed the gameplay, but didn't put that many hours into it. Black Ops 4, it's tied to COD. I like COD. It's really nice. I felt nice. And we have, you know, Dr. Disrespect, one of the biggest streamers on Twitch. He even said at one point, guys, I think this is the game. Like, this is it. This is the Battle Royale. Um, there were just a couple of grievances some people had. None of them were really that big. Like, one of them had to do with auto-picking up ammo and stuff like that, which Team Vonderhaar is something like they tried that and they didn't like it. But if they get enough people to say like it, they might add it into the game. Uh, and a couple other things. Um, I can't wait to experiment more with it personally. Uh, I, I do, it comes out next month, I believe. So I'll definitely be yep. grabbing the copy. I definitely will be playing Blackout. I'm hoping to get some W's, but I'm not making any promises because I freaking suck at these games. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, compared to the other Battle Royals currently, I mean, it's not Fortnite's still not going away anytime soon. Uh, it really isn't. Uh, the one interesting tidbit that I heard, though, was that uh, Ninja, which, oh, by the way, real quick thing on that. He was on the cover of ESPN Magazine this month. Really? Yeah, I, I yes. seen that, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nutty. Uh, yeah. I, heard, I have to go read it still, but yeah, I encourage everybody to go check that out. It's actually really cool. Um, it, they do a whole biopic on him. So, uh, uh, which, by, Sorry, real quick to cut you off. Yeah. By the way, sports fans were not happy about that because a lot of them believe, you know, Esports is not sports. Uh, they, need, they need to stop, man. I mean, there's yeah. money in it, man. Come on. And even if you don't uh, like it, like ESPN's got to do this. They're making money. So Mad the, money. The, the ESPN Twitter account posted like a picture of the the magazine um, cover on uh, Instagram, and there was like I think there was like four thousand comments or something like that. I don't think one was positive. <laughs> was <a lot> of <laughs> the, people the, like the, bashing it. Most of the people who follow ESPN aren't too in the game world. I mean, there's a lot of gamers who follow them, but like. Most of them are the diehard sports fans, and they are still under the impression that esports is not a real sport. But whether you believe that or not, whether you should believe that it deserves to be covered, there's money to be made here. I've been saying this for years. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say I'm a guru who predicted this to happen. Everybody did. But before ESPN started covering, I'm like, ESPN should hop on this. There is money to be made here. And they made the smart move. And featuring Ninja was a bold move and a bold step, and I'm 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 happy they did it. I'm very happy that they did it. Um, but the interesting thing with him is that he apparently something about I didn't get to read the whole thing, 
That's what I had live. But something about him going to a Black Ops Four event instead of competing in the summer skirmish for Fortnite. That's pretty interesting. I mean, is he gonna is he gonna turn away from Fortnite? Hell no. But you know, he, he you know if that doesn't say something about the game. I guess then there's something. He was probably invited out to be honest. Yeah, probably done by by the developer. I'm sure. But um, sound like he enjoyed the game. And a lot of people enjoyed this game. You know, I'm I am excited for when it definitely uh, when it comes out. So I, I actually, I think I said this last podcast, but the one thing I was, I was saying that when I first seen gameplay of Blackout, um, it looked like so much like PUBG, but it just looked like a better version of PUBG to me, kind of yeah. thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I'm, I'm excited for Blackout. I wish I have gotten hands on it uh, at this point, but I didn't. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, I, I don't before we uh sorry can yeah. we uh, before we go on to the next segment can we can we just read what Brandy just put in this Discord please dear God <laughs> all right let me let me let me do this so uh Brandy uh the our very good social media person has uh gone on and found the Sports Center tweet uh just showing uh, uh a ninja quote which it just says uh I can 100 percent compete at the top level of every game that I play so uh and he also. <laughs> Found a very funny reply thread on that tweet from a bunch of different people. So the the top one starts with "I'll kick his ass in 2K right now," followed by "When you done, send him my way in FIFA," followed by "When you done, send him my way in NHL," followed by "When you done, send him my way in Roblox," followed by "When you done, send him my way in Madden," followed by "When you done, send him my way in Minecraft." Followed by when you done send him my way in hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> Followed finally by when you done send him my way in MVP baseball 2005. <laughs> I love it. And I, Randy, thank you for gracing. <laughs> no problem. Quality no, content. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, We're good. And also, before we move on to our next se- uh, segment, which is in case you missed it, I actually just. Not it's not necessarily breaking news, but it just came through as a notification. Uh, my phone, which we were just talking about, the Jimmy Butler trade. So it looks like he's actually trying to go to the LA Clippers. Uh, looks okay. like that is his preferred destination. Uh, and he's also looking to go to a team that will sign him to a five-year max contract, uh, which would which would be 190 million dollars when he goes to that team. Uh, but it looks like uh, I kind of what I said before about him wanting to go to a big market is true. Uh, that's kind of like, it basically looks like what he's doing, um, with the whole LA thing. Um, I'm reading here. I'm just trying to read it quickly because I don't want to spend too much more time on it. We have uh, a lot of breaking news today. I yeah, know. We do. Also, uh, worth noting that, uh, Tom Thibodeau says he has no interest in trading, um, Butler. Uh, so we'll kind of have to see how that goes over, over the weeks, but Another yeah. Another Le'Veon uh, Bell situation, I guess. No, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, he probably won't sit, but. He'll cause no, some ruckus. But I, I just want to add that, like I said, um, so it looks like L.A. is his preferred destination, but we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, anyway, let's move on now to Brendy's in case you missed the segment. It has made a triumphant <laughs> return. Yep. <laughs> After so, his one-week absence. Back, Brendy.
I was I was actually th- I was actually thinking you guys were gonna do it last week even without me, but how oh, could we, we possibly? All right, <laughs> all right. Well, let, so I mentioned this to you guys uh, briefly in the uh, um, before we started this podcast, um, but obviously we know about the whole Aaron Hernandez thing. Um, not going to get into too much detail about that, but basically, uh, yeah, basically. Aaron Hernandez killed a person and then committed suicide. That's all I'm going to say. Aaron Hernandez, former Patriots player. Yeah. Okay. So apparently someone uh, was quite well informed about uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, before he even became, before he even went in the NFL during his days in Florida. Who would that be? Urban Meyer. And Uh, it's a name you don't hear every day. Oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So apparently, uh, apparently, uh, Urban Meyer obviously uh, coached uh, uh, Aaron Hernandez during his time at Florida. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long. uh, How long was Aaron Hernandez in Florida? Like how long? uh, How many years was he there? I don't. I don't remember to be honest with you. Um, But I, I want to say either two or three. But I, I could be. Really three, wrong. I three with a fourth and fifth year senior option, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to yeah, find. Sure. I'll love either, either, talking about. Yeah, either way, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, according to uh, a book um, by um, let's see, O'Connor uh, by Ian O'Connor, um, Meyer warned at least one NFL team that it should not draft Hernandez, saying, "Look, this guy's a hell of a football player, but he fucking lies to beat the system and teaches all our other guys to beat the system. With the marijuana stuff, we've never caught this guy, but we know he's doing it. Don't fucking touch that guy." End quote. So, what do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, he wasn't wrong. He just was wrong about the fact that it was about marijuana. <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, we all know the story from a couple of years ago. I remember watching Sports Center for hours tracking that story when yep. uh, he was arrested at his home uh, and then, you know, kind of found out about the murder charges on. The whole case was on TV, right? Yeah, yep. I can't remember what the uh, I I can't remember what the the man's first name was who was killed. I know his last name is Lloyd. I just can't remember his first name. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, we we've bashed on Urban, not bashed on Urban Meyer, but when we reported about the whole uh, scandal, you know, Odin Lloyd, Odin Lloyd. Yes, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of him, but it's interesting that he came out and said that and. Uh, maybe he has some insight on, you know, players that teams should take uh, take into consideration. Obviously, the team he was talking to is not the Patriots because they did get him, and look what happened. Uh, so <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting story. But yeah, that that's uh, you know, for him to actually go out there and say that, um, and now it's public is is quite. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, he had apparently some sort of insight on, you know, something about him. Um, I mean, mean, listen, I mean, we're talking about beating the drug system versus killing killing, somebody. Killing somebody. Right. So I don't want to say that my definitely thought he was a killer. And keep in Uh, mind, like, I'm sure, like, college coaches all the time are saying about, like, players that, like, get drafted and be successful all the time. Like, this, so, so quite honestly, like, this it's probably why it was simply overlooked. He, he honestly he, he might have talked to the Patriots about it. We don't know. I just mm-hmm. know the NFL teams sometimes 
take risks risks on these kinds of players. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's nothing like there's nothing unusual about that. It happens all the time. I mean, most of what we see is like the drug, you know, the drug issues. Like uh, teams will shy away from a player because of a like you know a substance. Like if they've ever had substance abuse issues. Um, you know, we're talking about Josh Gordon earlier. You know, he struggled with that throughout his career, and um, you know the they took a chance. And I'm like, and if, even like, like it's always attitude or something like that issues because like des bryant was one of those guys back when he got drafted like you know stay away from this guy he has a bad attitude but yeah i agree with bobby in the sense that i don't think obviously you're not going to assume somebody's a killer but uh it's interesting to hear um whatever my had to say about that and by the way uh, after his junior year at college he decided to forego his senior season and enter the 20 so, draft there you go three gotcha years. Three, three years there three years all right well let's go ahead and move on to the next story so Obviously, you guys know um, Netflix is probably the uh, leader in, uh, you know, streaming movies and uh, videos and TV shows and all that stuff. What is what is one department that Netflix has not touched? Sports. Yes. Specifically live sports. Mm. Um, So uh, it has been announced, ironically, on awful announcing. Um, that Netflix, um, they have recently announced that they have absolutely zero plans to expand into the world of live sports. Uh, and this is obviously coming from one of the biggest streaming companies. You know, Amazon Prime offers, you know, various live sports, uh, including the streaming rights to Thursday Night Football. Face, you know, Facebook and Twitter, they're not generally uh, competitive with Netflix and Amazon Prime but they have the rights to different sporting events and they're uh, pursuing more. And then Hulu and YouTube, uh, specifically Hulu for me, like I watch my live sports on Hulu because it's cheaper than uh, for me to pay for Hulu than it is to pay for cable. Um, But not Netflix. Netflix has zero plans to do this. So guys, why would, why would Netflix not want to touch live sports? Honestly, this, this makes perfect sense to me. Um, Looking at Netflix and their business model, right? I mean, so their their whole their their revenue comes, you know, from the the um, the rights of shows that they end up getting and being able to screen all the subscriptions based on. I mean, they have a ton of content. They have a ton of content. No one could possibly be able to watch all the stuff that they have on on their service at this point. And what happens is they end up taking all that money and they end up flipping it right back into the own business, making their Netflix originals. And the Netflix originals, most of them are pretty damn good. I I, I have to advocate for, uh, you know, obviously Stranger Things. That show is amazing. And then House of Cards was my favorite show, and it's coming into its final season. Obviously, all the stuff with Kevin Spacey. Um, but to me, I'm not totally surprised by this. They're 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 focused on movies and their own content and television shows and all that, and that probably costs a lot of money. Getting just diving into any like major league live streaming probably costs a lot of money, and they might have to think about starting to cut some of their original content in place of that live sports. And when in reality, and I'd be curious to see this, what numbers are Amazon Prime getting from live streaming Thursday Night Football every week? I still watch it on cable. I have not once at any point watched it on Amazon Prime, even when like I like okay the Thursday night. Let's say the Patriots are playing Thursday night. I want to watch. I never turn to Amazon Prime. I honestly forget that they have those rights. I yep. keep, you know what I end up doing? I end up signing into my Xfinity account and watching it through Xfinity online. That's what I do. 
like I completely forget that they do it. So I'd be curious how much if, if Amazon's making any money out of this deal. If they're if what what kind of what their viewership like is every week? Because I think Twitter does the same thing. I think they have the rights to that too. Are they have one game they do. I know they do. Um, I forget what it is. But yeah. I, this is this is not surprising to me. And honestly, I'm kind of happy that they that they didn't go into that because that means I can enjoy more of their original content and getting more shows on their service that I will watch when live sports really aren't happening. And I'm happy that there's plenty of other places that already have that. So to me, Netflix doesn't need to enter that competition. They're dominating the market that they're in. They don't need to get into, into stuff like that. Will they down the line? Maybe. Will they get into any live thing down the line? Who knows? There, there was talk of them starting up a, a, a platform somewhere to YouTube at one point. I don't know if that's still a thing that exists or not. But uh, in terms of live sports, to me, this makes perfect perfect sense. I don't know everything, uh, the be-all, end-all of their business, but I know where they're at and where they stand, and to me, this is really no surprise. I think, I mean, in general, with Netflix and sports, like, yeah, obviously, they have sports content out there. Oh, yeah. Um, like, you know, but I, I agree with you. I think... Um, I, I, you know, with you said with how their business model is, yeah, I think it's it makes sense for them to stick where they are. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, like I said, they do put sports content out. Um, but I remember they used to have the ESPN uh, thirty for thirties, and I they might have had the sixties for sixties too, which they have since removed. But like, you know, their 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 focus, you can see, is obviously not on sports. It's about uh, I mean, I know they put a lot into their Netflix originals and um, and obviously, you know, just entertainment and, and just in regular movies and TV shows. Uh, I don't think sports is their main thing, which is fine because uh, they rule the, the you know, the industry and what they do. Um, so I don't really think they have to expand. Honestly, they make enough. <laughs> you know, and, they, they do good for themselves as it is. And especially with the with the introduction of ESPN Plus over the summer. Yeah, like, which it, I, yeah. I I actually got a subscription to. Uh, I I think I might have advocated on this before. It's only five bucks a month, and you get access to, you know, all the ESPN stuff, college football, MLS, and stuff like that. And then they they have the uh, the uh, ESPN originals on there, which might or which might have been the case why Netflix dropped it because ESPN might have got their rights back and took this right. back. I don't honestly know, uh, but I would assume like that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. All right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and move on to the third story. You guys have actually brought up some pretty good points. So that was. I mean, uh, we're, we're very smart. Don't mm, underestimate us. Don't, don't you, <laughs> um, you, you guys just act smart sometimes. I mean, we can't, pr- we can't predict the NFL season for shit, but we're smart. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> or do well in fantasy. All right, uh, moving on. Cincinnati is 2 0. I hate it. <laughs> okay, I hate that too, though. So I'm with you on that one. All right, so moving on, and this is a non-sports-related topic, and you guys might actually really like this one. So uh, have you guys heard about, just give a yes or no answer, have you guys heard about the new console that uh, Sony is planning to release? Yes, I Oh, actually, yes. Yes, so apparently for Sony's uh, next console, according to USA Today, uh, is going, as they say, retro. The uh, they have announced uh, they announced early today, I think, that uh, it will sell a PlayStation Classic, and basically it's a miniature version of the uh, original first PlayStation console, and it is set to be released on December third. So you will be, you'll be able to play all of your classic PlayStation games, and it will also come preloaded. 
<laughs> it will also come preloaded with 20 retro games, including Final Fantasy VII and Tekken 3. Uh, and and it will sell. It will sell. All right, for, you can knock it off, dickhead. Jesus. <laughs> it will sell for ninety nine dollars. Bruh. Thoughts. Bruh. I I don't know if I I can't honestly remember if I've talked to you guys about this or I've talked about this on the podcast. But uh, my uncle has a original PS one that we play all the time to this day, and they have some of the best games on you know back on those old PlayStation platforms. Um. It's I, I. It's an interesting idea because I don't think we've ever really seen anything like this. But we, I really we have like actually. If I can interrupt, the Nintendo putting oh, out the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, right, right. Um. So okay, I mean, it's it's it, it's such a new idea to me though. I don't know, like it just seems, it seems like they're going backward. But like, I really like the idea because I, you know, I feel like all the the only system, the the only system that's backwards compatible is the Xbox One. Yeah, right. So is that a funny thing? I saw yeah, I saw no. a little bit of a fight today between uh, someone who who plays Xbox mostly. Someone just was like PlayStation Barry. He's like, you know, what? I could play a game from three generations on this console, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like really? Like, I'm not even trying to easily. I'm not even trying to get to a console war. I like to play Xbox because I literally can play old games, new games, and everything on this one console. But no, in regards, I am super happy, dude. I have like a crate of like 30, 40 PlayStation One games that I am more than happy to dust right off and play again. Mm-hmm. And the first game, I, the first two games I'm gonna load up are NHL '98 and NCAA Football '97. Like, dude, I'm about to have a blast. I want to <laughs> buy this thing. I want to buy this thing so goddamn bad. I, I, I might even have the original system sitting somewhere, but it probably doesn't work. So I'd be more than happy to pay the ninety-nine dollars to get this back again because I know my controllers work. Like. Oh my god, I'm happy by this news. Uh, yes, thank you, Sony, <laughs> for actually doing something right. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Now, please, dear God, fix the Fortnite issue with the PS4 and, and, and enable crossplay, you selfish sons it's not of happening. bitches. All right, thank you. Uh, it's, it'll never happen. It'll never happen unless the. Uh, like, you would think Fortnite would be the thing to turn, the, turn its hand over. But it didn't, so that really shows how much they stick to their guns. But no, I'm not getting on the Fortnite topic. No, I am very happy to see the PlayStation <laughs> 1 alive and well in 2018. I'm uh, more than happy to pay for this. So, all right, excited. well, uh, that concludes uh, this week's segment. We are moving on. We're going to go ahead and move uh, on. A topic that we've kind of had... Um, sitting around and we're going to use it here and i think there is a this is a perfect time to use it uh with the thursday night football matchup that is coming up it's going to be passed for you guys when you listen to this uh but it's the jets versus the browns what a matchup uh that prime time you know i'm sure everybody in the world is going to watch probably more than the super with my pants off (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and basically we kind of wanted to get into a discussion about the state of thursday night football uh this has been kind of an ongoing discussion around the league for the past couple of years because quite honestly it's it sucked <laughs> like thursday night football um you know there's the whole aspect of you know teams are basically coming on and playing on uh only you know three days rest and um there's just not enough time to game plan. And then also on top of that, uh, recently we've just seen really shitty matchups. Um, now, you know, 
I, I said it was a good time to bring this up with the, the game they have this week, but uh, if I'm being realistic, I think this year they tried to push it a little bit more with having better teams on Thursday Night Football, and that might have to do with Fox getting the rights to Thursday Night Football. Um, well, you yeah. know, the first thing they did was replace the theme song, right? Did you hear it? No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> 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 I thought you were being real, man. Um, no, but <laughs> that's great. Um, it's just like I feel like it's every week. It's like you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't remember, except you know, like I don't remember the last time I've watched a full Thursday night football game. Wow. Um, it's the pretty- last notable Thursday night football game I've ever like I've seen was the Aaron Rodgers throw you know, the hail mary the against Lions. the Lions. Yeah, yeah, Dude. that was the last notable like moment I've seen in a Thursday night like, football game. I mean, <clears throat> last week's game, the Ravens. Oh, it's like I had <laughs> I had the game on in the background, but like I wasn't really watching it, and like that game was pretty. I mean, that was pathetic. The Bengals basically won that game in the first half, but like. You know, who in their right mind is going to sit down on a Thursday night at 8.20 in a primetime slot and watch the Jets battle it out against the Browns? Right, and I'm just looking at the schedule, like the Thursday night football schedule right now. There's really only, like, one or two intriguing matchups that are uh, really exciting, and one of them is, you guys probably agree, is Eagles-Jaguars. Like, that's pretty interesting, right? Yeah, and I also think, like, so next week's game, the 27th is Vikings-Rams. Like, that should be a good game, right? Vikings-Rams, uh, yeah, that should be pretty good, too. The week after that is Patriots-Colts. It's an old-time matchup, but the Patriots are, you know, far and away better than the Colts. Um, you got the week after that, you got the Giants versus the Eagles. Um, you know, that game's, I, I like, I know Eagles, Giants, you know, primetime matchup, you know, rivalry, all that. Yeah. Gi- Giants suck. Okay. I'm going to keep it that, real. Which is a lot. It looks like that's what they're kind of going for here. Right. So you have the Patriots and Colts, which is a rivalry. You got the Giants, uh, Eagles, which is a rivalry. And I say Patriots, Colts, obviously for the Super Bowl. I know they're not in the same division but uh going down the list uh you got uh chiefs chargers in a divisional game you got jaguars titans so okay i mean these are better games than we've seen in recent years but how many times have you turned on a uh, thursday night football game sorry and it's like i swear to god the browns must play like six thursday night football games a year it's like the browns versus the the ravens or the Bengals versus the fucking titans like it's just it's it's so dumb to me um like the broncos play a thursday night game against the uh arizona cardinals uh october 18th and look i'm a broncos fan and i'm gonna watch that game because it's my team but why is that like a thing like it's (laughs) the cardinals blow uh that they might be a team that finishes 0 and 16 this year uh, like, I mean, Sam Bradford just is awful. You got—they're not even in the same conference, let alone the same division. Why is this a game? I just—I don't understand. Um, you so, know, if you're if you're gonna pay, if Fox, I'm sure Fox is paying, a, you know, a pretty penny for this. Uh, like, why are you putting games like that on? Well, to me, it's there. There has to be factors we don't know about. You know, but not everything is out in the open, right? So I had, you know. For me, the way I always think about it, and uh, by the way, I want to say, whoever the hell is in charge of putting together the MLB and the NHL schedule, how the hell do you sleep? Yeah, like, really? Uh, Jesus, God Almighty. And I, NBA. And well, NBA's, NBA. gotten, NBA's gotten better at it, though, at least. It is. 
It is. It's it's like it's 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 such a weird thing. So there has to be there's a lot of factors, right? So let's look into. So I'll 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 use the Fargo with the Wells Fargo Center uh, in Philadelphia as an example of something like this. I know it's not football, but I just hear me out. So obviously they're the home of the Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, right? But the name on the sign is not Seventy Sixers Flyers Stadium. It's the Wells Fargo Center. So they're they're an arena, but they're not a hockey rink or a basketball court or anything like that. They have whatever events make the money they're gonna let in. So let's just say the NHL just takes a nosedive and nobody shows up, then why wouldn't they consider cutting something like that, right? But you know, Taylor Swift's gonna come to town come to town and she's gonna sell out tickets in 20 minutes. So it, it, there has to be factors like that. So shows that will, you know, that the arenas already have scheduled and other conflicts of interest. So it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Philly's going to be a 10. Oh, wait, no, this our team's over somewhere else. Damn it. Okay, what's another team that we can fill on? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Cleveland. Perfect. Done. Dead and done. That's Thursday night football right there. Like that, you know, it, it's stuff like that. It, 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 there's got to be these other factors. But you're right, though. It seems more and more like we're, we're, we're getting these downgrade in matchups. On the same token, though, what if in, in, in some alternate universe, all of the Thursday night football games for the season featured all good teams? Would we can be complaining about, let's say Andrew Luck was literally so, the hottest quarterback in the NFL. So here's the flip side to the argument. Um, you know, you could say all the, the bad teams that are in these matchups, but do you want to have two really good teams play against each other on short rest, which could be a really good matchup? Because, like, I'm going to read you some of the scores from last year's um, – last year's games like they're just like weird scores um now this one is obviously week one so it's not like they had you know they were on four days rest but the first game the first Thursday night football game of the year last year was the Texans versus the Bengals um you know what a fucking matchup this is uh the final score is 13 to 9 um, then we kind of had a good game with the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, you got the Patriots versus the Buccaneers, 19 to 14. The fucking Ravens beat the shit out of the Dolphins, 40 to nothing. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like you're taking away from a lot of good, uh, play when you have, like I said, teams playing on short rest. Like, I, I, I've always had a problem with that. Like, honestly, I, I, I just wish they got rid of Thursday night football completely. Um, I don't have a problem with Monday Night Football. That's fine. But uh, I just the, – the beating these guys take, you cannot – like I feel like it's just almost unhealthy to have these guys play a couple of days later. Uh, you know, your playbook is most likely going to be uh, – sh- it's going to shrink uh, just because there's – you know, it's hard to – to do, I don't know what the right word – not research wouldn't be the right word, but uh, well, the, the plan for the team. So the argument for that, Tyler, though, you say, like, you know, short rest and, like, the players are taking a beating. Uh, Well, first, they're taking a beating no matter what, no matter what game is being played. Uh, And second of all, um, and, like, I'm not necessarily arguing against you. I'm just giving counter-arguments, just so you know. Um, Even though they're playing Thursday night football and, like, they're on short rest, keep in mind they're going to get extended rest after the game. Yeah. So they'll they'll still have more time to rest. So I'm not necessarily sure if that if that half is necessarily relevant as much as it is uh, like the shorter playbook. 
So here, so with the NFL, you got every team plays 16 games. That's obvious. And that's the problem that I have. If it was like, you know, a game, a, a 30 game season or whatever, where not, you know, every, like in the NFL, every game matters. Like as much as it is, you know, a thing to say, like, um, you know, just, there's not enough games to make up ground in the league. So every game matters. And basically, so you have a team play Sunday, right? So they play Sunday, uh, Monday, they're probably like in a usual week, Monday, they're probably resting Tuesday, you know, and then they start kind of practicing Tuesday. What you have with these Thursday night games is they play Sunday, they rest Tuesday, uh, Monday, and then you have Tuesday and Wednesday for practice. And then a game Thursday. Like I, I just, I don't know. I, I I'd never really liked it. Um, I just I just again I just feel like it's such a you're just like throwing guys in the fire like play. So so what if they change Thursday night football to Friday night or Saturday night football? I wouldn't have. I actually love watching Saturday night football. Like I uh, like Friday night football would be kind of cool. Saturday night. Um, you know, the problem is you're running into college football though. Yeah, so yeah, college football Saturday. Well, so, okay, then Friday night football. Then yeah, I mean, like honestly, like even one day extra, I feel like would be like something. Again, I I said this just you know a few seconds ago. I think it should be eliminated. Um, if you're gonna have matchups like you do, again, I'm I'm literally going back through the years of Thursday night football as we speak, and I'm just laughing at some of the games they have on. Um, like you know, you got the fucking. I said this before last year with the Texans Bengals. Um, you got the the Ravens Dolphins, Vikings Browns, Jets Bills, Seahawks Cardinals, uh, Redskins Cowboys. Like I, I just I don't know. I I just don't think these are games that people gonna are gonna want to watch. Uh, I mean the Broncos played the Colts last year in Thursday Night Football. I remember that game and that was hard to watch. And the Broncos won that game. So. Uh, I've always just had a problem with it. I don't know. Uh, again, like I said, this has kind of been a big topic in the in the NFL world for a while. Um, but I, I just figured we'd kind of have a little conversation about it. It honestly sounds like you guys aren't totally against it, though, um, from what I'm kind of hearing. I know, I mean, you're kind of giving counterpoints. I get that. I was just like, I guess what would your final – what would your final say be on that? Since I've done most of the talking. To me, oh. it's to me, it's like uh, sorry, Brandon, cut you off. But to me, it, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not really dying on Thursday now. Like, oh, I can't wait for Thursday night to, to watch the football. For me, it's not. Has, about, okay, has anyone legitimately looked forward to it anyway? Has, has <laughs> no. anyone said to me what? Look has forward. anyone like just like looked forward to Thursday night football? Like, yeah, I'm gonna go home and watch some Thursday night football. <laughs> I mean, listen, I listen. You know, I I come home and I throw the game on, right? I mean, I'll I'll do it just to have it on, right? But usually, like like Tyler said earlier, it's stuff that I have in the background. Like, unless the Patriots are playing or um or some other stories happen, I'm really not paying attention, right? Um, for me, it's like I I can live or I can do without it. It's it's not that big of a deal to me like to me it just sounds like it, it it throws the players and the coaches for a loop i mean there's really no disadvantage for the coaches at least for me because it's like well yeah you you're yeah okay the lions coach that disadvantage but yeah so is cleveland because you know same time frame kind of thing but i you know it to me it, it, it's it's whatever we can make it easier in the players and in a time where we keep talking about concussions and CTE and, and injuries over and over and over and over again, 
you would think the NFL would take a look at this and consider like, wow, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe we just stick to Sundays and Mondays. And I'd be okay. fine with that. And that and that would keep and that would keep fantasy a hell of a lot easier too, because I hate I'm like I you know, I always wait for Sunday to check my lineup, but sometimes like sometimes I'll forget. It's like, oh wait, shit, I might have a Thursday player. And then I'll have to go in and fix that real quick. So I don't know. I, a, it, it, I see what you're saying, and it definitely makes a lot of sense. I just, I, I can live without it if they decide to take it away. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah, that's just me. All right. So here's what I have to say about it, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Um, this only seems to be an NFL issue. Why does no one talk about it in college football? Because they have games that are played on fucking Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, any day, any day of the week, really. Yeah, but um, why is that not necessarily an issue there? Because it's not the same team playing four days later. It's it's well, I, I guess well, that is true because they're playing Saturday. Well, hold on, like, hold on. If I can interject, you're, there, there's one thing you're forgetting to mention, and it's how many teams are playing. Like, well, yeah, of course. But yeah, so there's how many teams? How, there's how many teams in the NFL? Uh, 32. 30, 32. <laughs> yeah. 32 teams in the NFL. Can you even give me a number on how many D1 teams in the NCAA right now? Like, even like, so, you know, uh, yeah, too many. And then I, also, think it, I think it's 130. I might be wrong, though. And that's in D1. And it's like, I, I D1 go to, FBS. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I go to a D3 school. I go, I go to a D3 college that has football, has a state of the and they play at Saturday, 1 o'clock, right? So, along with everybody else. So if I, you know, I, I in D1, I root for Michigan. So it's like I may have to miss the Michigan game if I decided to go down to the game. There are so many teams playing, so I I'm not surprised one bit that um it's spread out like that. On the same token, though, I will admit it's like okay, let's say Michigan has a game on Friday, and that counts for week two. And like, hold on, it's week three, and now you're playing right on Monday. Yeah, that would suck. That would really, really, really suck. Um, but most of the time, you don't have those prime time. You know, to be fair to the you know, the the bigger players like Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Alabama, Clemson, they always play on Saturday. You don't see it many time else. Yeah, the other teams in D one, what are they really fighting for down there? You know what I mean? Like those those are the guys that are playing on the Tuesday, Thursday type of deal. No offense to those teams. I never want to disrespect those teams. But on the same token, you know, NCAA and ESPN, they know what their moneymakers are. You just made that UTEP fan cry. I'm so sorry that one Utah fan watching this. I podcast. mean, look, you have the uh, the occasional ranked team play like a unranked team on like yeah those like mid uh, weekday games, but you never. I mean, I I'm trying to think. Uh, I could be wrong here, but I can't remember the last time like a like a, it was a ranked team versus a ranked team on like a game that wasn't Saturday kind of thing. So, which is what drives me insane. Uh, By the well, way, I don't yeah. know. I mean, but they're usually like college football is good about it though, because they'll have like the the like the two big games. So they'll have the three thirty game, or sometimes two three thirty games, and then like the eight o'clock game, or like the, usually the big games that they put on ABC. Um, God, I I hate the whole ranked versus unranked thing though. I, it it drives me up a wall. I, I, I mean, don't know. I'll it, save this for another podcast. But I so like. I, I, you know, I was saying at the, uh, we're going to wrap this up here because we were going really long, but we were saying at the, um, in our college football previews, I was saying that I really haven't followed as much as I would like to college football in the past, but this, this year I've basically watched every game I can on, on, in college football. And like, you know, 
you have an unranked a ranked team that should win versus unranked team, like yeah, I mean sometimes you're going to get blowouts, but like, it's all about like the conference games. Like that's, what's interesting to me now. Like, okay, you right. know, this, this game means, uh, you know, whatever for the conference. And like, again, the ranked team should be making, um, the winning their conference, but that's not necessarily always the case. I mean, we've right. seen, uh, like you know, one of the teams I picked to make the college playoffs, Washington, they lost the first game to Auburn. And like, to be honest with you, I don't think they've looked great this year. Do I think they'll still win their conference? Yeah, but uh, it's just like you know, their their games are a lot more interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I gotta say, I've really enjoyed college football this year, and it's not. I don't know if it's because I'm new to it, and and now I'm finally experiencing it, and it's as good as I thought it would be. But um, yeah, we kind of went off track there. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, last thing I want to say about it though, it's like it's it's you know, I I'm not saying take away. You know, rank versus unranked games because there are times when unranked teams make make it a game, right? Um, but for me, it, it, it when the blowouts happen over and over and over again, especially when it's like one team, like if you see Alabama just destroying these yeah, unranked like, teams, like team, right? Like, like how do you like seventy to nothing? Right, like like how do you like? I remember, oh my god, funniest thing ever when Ohio State beat Rutgers fifty six to nothing, and then Rutgers played Michigan the next week, and Michigan beat them sixty four to nothing, and you know damn well that Michigan got that sixty four just so they could give the middle finger to Ohio State by beating the shit out of Rutgers, which, by the way, why I'm mentioning Rutgers specifically is because they're from my hometown, so it's like, you know, I know who they are, and they're they're a ranked D1 team. But no, for me, it's like, I, I mean, I really don't have a straightforward answer of what it'd be, but for me, it's like, how do you follow a team that just completely destroys these unranked teams? Like, it's not even a competition, right? Like, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm try, I, I will try my best not to toot the horn so bad. I'm a Patriots fan, right? And they have that had that perfect season or almost perfect season until Eli Manning. But for me, it's like at least some of the games were competitive, right? Like some of the teams were good and were on the skill level. So it was easy to follow that season and follow that team. And but, and the thing about the NFL though is like any team loses to any team on any given day. Yeah, and yeah. I mean you, you you can say the same for college football, but more than likely if you're having it's extremely one, less likely. Right. It is extremely less likely. If you have one ranked Alabama versus unranked, I don't know, unranked Citadel. Okay, <laughs> that. Right. Like it most more than likely it's going to be a blowout. Right. So like for me, it it it's similar to why I find it hard to follow baseball sometimes because of just it, it can get real similar real quick sometimes. And that's not that's not a, 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 a knock at either of those two sports. I love both and played both, but it's it it's just something I can't get behind most time. I don't know what the answer is. You're right. If it's all conference games with ranked and unranked, then yeah, it makes sense to make those matches happen. But for me, when it's blowout after blowout, it, it doesn't make for really good TV. But then again, you know, I, I've been all for not making the game about TV, about the game itself. But that you know, as a viewer standpoint that that's how i kind of see it so yeah sorry we went off track there everybody yeah. but it, it did sort of add to the conversation in a way yeah um and now we are going to move on to our week three nfl predictions gentlemen it was not a good week last week <laughs> <laughs> for i mean brendy was the one that came out on top of the predictions but it was not a good week with um, one win yeah, I was going to say. I mean, we also had the Minnesota-Green Bay game end in a tie, which essentially we're going to just, like, it's a wash. We're basically not going to count it. Uh, but we had the other games we had were the Carolina-Atlanta game. Atlanta won. That was the game that Brendy got correct. Uh, he didn't get the st- score correct, so he just gets one point for that. And then the New England game, we all picked New England. 
which they lost. So after week two, the standings read uh, Brendy three, myself two, and Bobby one. Uh, hopefully going to have a bounce back week. I hate to see it. So as always, we got our three highlighted games. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about, uh, New Orleans versus Atlanta, which I'm pretty sure Atlanta's uh, – I feel like Atlanta always plays good games. So I feel like they're going to be a staple uh, for these predictions. Except but, for week fucking one, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, for real. Uh, but uh, New Orleans is visiting Atlanta. Uh, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. You can give your prediction and the score, and then Brandy and then myself. So go ahead. All righty, righty, righty. So we got uh, New Orleans and Atlanta, and I, I'm so sorry, but I have New Orleans taking this one 24-14. Um, although Atlanta did score a lot of points against the Panthers uh, last week, uh, still not clear so they can hold up, and uh, Alvin Kamara is going on a goddamn running spree right now. So uh, I'm with him scoring multiple points against the Falcons defense, who may be lacking a little bit. So I don't think Atlanta can fend them off, and I'm going with New Orleans on this one, 24-14. All right, so uh, uh, like, I, like, I, like I said uh, last week, I think, I think you guys are underrating uh, Atlanta simply because of how they played against Philly. Uh, <laughs> no, that's 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 a that's a uh, fair criticism. All right, but anyway, so uh, so I've got I've got Atlanta winning thirty to seventeen. Uh, and the one thing that would concern me as an Atlanta fan is just the amount of injuries that Atlanta has more than anything. Um, I it's mainly mainly in, in the passing department. So if Drew Brees has a good game, then there's no way that uh, well, uh, you know, Atlanta may be able to contain Drew, uh, Drew Brees uh, just depending on, I, re- I think uh, Atlanta has a very good second unit when it comes to uh, their passing defense. And so far as a fan, I think they've done a pretty good job uh, stopping the, the run game. Uh, you know, it'll be a real real test against Alvin Kamara, like I said. Uh, I think I definitely think Atlanta can do it though. And I have them coming out on top 30 to 17. So I'm gonna I'm gonna for my prediction I'm gonna kind of take both of your points uh, here and combine them. So um, I, I have New Orleans winning this game 27-24. The reason being, uh, I, I mean I think every game uh, that we have predictions for Atlanta for until they get healthy, I think the injuries on their back end with Deion, um, not yeah Deion Deion Jones. My bugging, I, I always mix names up. No, uh, you're and good. Deion Jones and. Uh, Keanu Neal on defense are really big losses. Uh, and, and the other thing that I, you know, I'm concerned about for the Falcons is uh, they did not do a good job last week containing uh, Kristen McCaffrey out of the backfield. Uh, he had a lot of receptions, a uh, pretty good amount of yards, and you got a better version than that. And Alvin Kamara, uh, who is one of he's, I think he's the most elusive player in the league and he's one of the best, I think receiving back in the league right now, he's probably, the best um so yeah i like uh i like the the saints here uh, i think um new orleans is going to have a breakout game uh again on offense even though they had uh one week one they're just defense couldn't stop, stop a nosebleed uh, i think they put some good points up on the board and win this game 27 24 uh next game we have on the slate is the uh tennessee titans facing the jacksonville jaguars in jacksonville uh, Bobby, with your uh, pick for this game. <sighs> okay, so to me, this is the, I'm gonna I'm basing this just off of strictly momentum. So uh, for me, 
Um, Jacksonville's coming off a hot win against uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my New England Patriots. Um, Wait, who they beat? I twenty and three. Um, so <laughs> they get, they're coming off hot with a uh, win against one. the Patriots. Shut up. <laughs> coming off hot with the Patriots win. Um, and to me, Tennessee. Yeah, they took care of the Texans uh, last week barely. They ran high in the first quarter and then ended up, I think, kicking two field goals in the fourth quarter to take it over Houston. Um, and then lost to the Dolphins in week one, I believe. So, uh, you know, Tennessee was never really – I don't think they're, they're too promising at this point. They're showing some signs of wear and tear. Um, so I, I, th- I think Jacksonville has this one in the bag. They may get a couple touchdowns, uh, but I think Jacksonville, especially with the way Bowles was playing – uh, against the Patriots, I mean, Jesus, he just picked apart our defense. It was hitting every receiver that, you know, had both hands. So I, I, I had Jacksonville winning well, 34 to 17. Not even both hands. He hit Keelan Cole with a one hand. Yeah, cap. that's right. Yeah, he hit <laughs> Keelan Cole. I forgot about that pass. Which was I, insane. <laughs> which was nuts. That it was insane. Shout out to him, man. I mean, he's, he's an inspirational player, I got to say. All right, so I've got many Man, of the same points. You know what? Uh, I feel like an I'm sorry. I feel like an asshole after saying that. I completely forgot about that pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am so. I my apologies. I completely forgot. I I completely forgot about that pass. Yikes! I'm so sorry. All right, I'm sorry. Got it, Brandy. Jesus. All right, so I was just gonna say I've got many of the same points as Bobby does, and I'm not gonna spend too much time on this prediction because I, I think Jacksonville is gonna be really good. I think that. They certainly have um, one of the better shots in the AFC to get to the conference game. Um, And Tennessee, um, quite honestly, has been extremely disappointing so far. So I have Jacksonville winning this one 34-20. If Blake Bortles uh, has a a similar game to what he did, even even like a little bit less of a game than he had last week, he will do great against Tennessee. Yeah, and we're all in agreement here. I have Jackson winning that game 30-16. to 16. Uh, Blake Bortles actually looked like a competent quarterback last week, which is uh, surprising to see. Yes, Dude, this, this guy looks like somebody some, – like some weeks, I don't even know if he should have a job in the league. And then last week he looked really good. Uh, that was also out without – without, Jesus Christ, uh, Leonard Fournette last week, that win. So uh, if they get him back this week, I only think it helps their chances – uh, on the Tennessee side, Marcus Mariota is dealing with that uh, hand injury, which kept them out last week. Um, uh, they got, you know, Tennessee, although they won last week, they don't look, and again, you got to take it with a grain of salt because Mariota didn't play, but they didn't look great. They had a bunch of field goals, and then they had that one special teams play, which got them a touchdown, which was the fake punt, and then their safety threw it. Uh, you know, the, their safety, who was playing on special teams, threw a, a dot to the the guy on the outside for the touchdown. So uh, I, I know I don't know. I mean I, I don't think their offenses look great so far. Um, and Jacksonville uh, looks good. Uh, their defense is what we thought it would be, and Blake Bortles is uh, actually looks okay. So uh, yeah, I have them winning that game, uh, thirty to sixteen. And the last game on the on the slate, it's a battle of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, it's the L.A. Chargers versus the L.A. Rams um, at uh, the Rams, I believe, uh, and uh, Bobby, uh, what is your prediction for that game? Okay, so also you said Battle of Los Angeles, Santa Bolo, which was a wrestling event. Uh, BWG held a couple weeks ago. Just wanted to get <laughs> shut up. Sorry. Um, so uh, Rams are on a uh, bit of a tear at the moment. If you haven't been paying attention, Todd Gurley, my Lord and Savior, fantasy hero, 
uh, has been has been just running through everybody. Um, and to me, I, I think the Rams, you know, with the with the streak that are on, they beat the Cardinals thirty four to freaking zero last week, and then ended up beating the Raiders thirty three to thirteen in week one. I, I say the momentum keeps going. I have the Rams taking over Los Angeles thirty one to twenty. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned Todd Gurley because uh, I'm I'm not really a big believer in the Chargers' uh, run defense, especially if they're going to go against Todd Gurley. I don't necessarily see this as um, not necessarily as a blowout because um, you know Todd uh, if Todd Gurley can manage to get himself two or three touchdowns and then, then maybe which he keep in mind he is more than capable of doing. Um, but keep in mind, Philip Philip Rivers has had. Um, he's had a, a pretty good game so far. Like he's had three touchdowns in his, um, and each of the last games, uh, three touchdowns week one, three touchdowns in um, week two, and only one interception. Um, so this game could be a lot uh, closer than we anticipate, but I still have the Rams uh, coming up top. And uh, I have the same prediction uh, with the Rams winning. I have them winning 27-17. It's going to be interesting. Uh, We had Melvin Gordon last week for the Chargers end up with three touchdowns. Same thing with Todd Gurley uh, end up with three touchdowns. And Todd Gurley, like, basically didn't play the second half because he had cramps. And at that point in the game, the game was over, so they didn't even play him for the second half. So he's a a scary player. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I think – the Rams uh, have looked really good. I they have one of the best defenses in the league for me this year. Um, Akib Talib, who the Broncos had and, and <laughs> traded in the offseason, uh, I cannot tell you how bad I miss him, um, especially with how the Broncos secondary has been looking, but how he's been looking with the Rams. Um, so I think uh, I think it's, honestly I think it's going to be a good game. You know I know. Brendy's not very high on the Chargers. I know they're sort of one and one, and I'm having losing this game, which would put them the one and two. But I still believe that they could be, um, you know, a playoff team down the line, uh, maybe a division winner. Uh, which I don't know with how the Chiefs have been playing uh, and Pat Mahomes. But yeah, I have the final score there being at twenty-seven seventeen. Sorry, I couldn't get the effect going for some reason. It wouldn't play. <laughs> I would have definitely hit if I couldn't get it to play. Uh Excuse me. Uh, anyway, we are going to wrap up this podcast here. Uh, we thank you guys for watching as always. Uh, again, we kind of teased this last week, but stay tuned because we do have some plans coming. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter at come play network, that's where we kind of post all our updates. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we will catch you guys back uh, next week uh, with the NHL uh, season preview. Uh, and we'll kind of see from there what we're going to do. But uh, anyway, thanks for watching. Uh, if you liked the video, like, uh, or if you, yeah, if you like the video, give it a like. Uh, and if you uh, haven't subscribed already, uh, please do so. Uh, and we will see you next week.